We are back. It's been a while. It has a whole week. It's been a week. So let's start with our official intro. This is Jonathan Newman and Danielle Story with Living the Good Life. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about cigars, (laughs) one of my all-time favorites. Danielle is going to be uh, um, also smoking her very first cigar. Yes. I'm a virgin of the cigar smoking. I prepped her. I said, please eat before you come. (laughs) And then she was like, please give me your most baby cigar ever. (laughs) And and I don't want to throw up. (laughs) I hope I don't throw up. So we're drinking some nice wine. I found this incredible wine, which we're going to be pairing with our cigar. Gazan? Garzon. Garzon! It's from Uruguay. Uh, Francis Malman, who's this awesome chef, he's Uruguayan. He is a part of this venture, I think. I don't know if he consults with them, but this is delicious. It's a 2016 reserve. It's $16. I found it at my local wine store, which is always great to talk to people, like I said. And I said, give me something delicious. And I, I said, I love Melbeck. How much you want to spend? I said, give me something between, I don't know, 20 and 30 bucks. And he goes, Try this. We just got it, and it's exceptional. It's so good. Do you like it? I love it. So this is a Malbec. This is this is a a blend. Right. It has Malbec in it. It's a blend with other grapes, and it's it's a it's a winery in Uruguay, and it's all done in French style. Cool. So I love that. So love it. D, you yeah. are smoking uh, the <laughs> Don Ronaldo from Florafina. This is from Warp Cigars. I just like doing this. Just smell it. I was not doing a line. I was just smelling the cigar. <laughs> I don't believe in drugs. And you, so what they say is, let me, we're just going to get into the, to just cigars. Okay. Like this is my tutorial for you as a, for, as a virgin cigar smoker. First thing it is, it's kind of like wine is like before you drink it or before you smoke it, you like look at the construction. Does it look good? Does it look sexy? And what you're looking for is like, are there any like major like irregularities on here in terms of color? Does anything look fucked up? And then you smell, (laughs) this is called the head. Okay. And we're going to get into this later, but there's a lot of like phallic kind of things. So now we're going to sniff the head. Is that where the mouth goes? Mm, That's interesting. No, that's the foot. Oh, okay, good. But I like how you put... (laughs) Does the mouth go where the head goes? So you smell the head, and then you can like get different flavors. Some people say you can smell cocoa, chocolate, <sighs> hay, barnyard. Like smell this. Uh, one. Yeah, it's kind of barney. Like a, yeah, there's, Does that horse, smell there's horses nearby me. <laughs> there's <laughs> Does this one smell different? See. Yeah, that one's different than this one, right? So I'm smoking a Padron 1964 Anniversario, and Padrones to me are the Cadillac of cigars. And what I mean by that is it's tried and true. It's classic. It, they don't do a lot of like fancy marketing. Uh, they're just, they keep it simple and they keep it sexy. I like that. This uh, is, I. this is one of my things because I only know like sure. two things about cigars. Sure. But these wraps, I guess they originally were made because British soldiers loved to smoke cigars, but they had white gloves. Ooh. So it would always stain their gloves when they were smoking them because of the brown leaves uh-huh. or the tobacco leaves, right? right? 
Um, so they started making white papers to go around them to protect their gloves for their uniforms. That is amazing. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And that's what started like branding and competitive, wow. you know. So the labels. Lab- so the labels is like a big thing. So everyone, like when you go to a store, I wouldn't say if, if you took this label off and your label off, uh-huh. you could see a little bit of the difference in the, in the leaf. I mean, there's different leaves. There's like Maduro, which is darker. There's Broadleaf Connecticut. There's Connecticut, which is super white. There's Habano. There's a lot of different wrappers. But I think when you see a label, it really draws to your eye. Definitely. Whether it looks sexy or not. So a lot of people try to pull off old Cuban-style labels because there's the embargo. And you have a lot of people from Cuba that left before Castro came to power or even after when he came to power. And they reside in Miami or now in Nicaragua. So Padron left Cuba and his whole thing was I want to make a most like authentic Cuban tasting cigar. Okay. And a lot of his cigars, the anniversario use aged tobaccos. And I want you to try this one after you try yours. Aged tobaccos are like smoother and kind of polished. Warped is this is an homage for his dad. He did a Cuban style blend and the wrapper looks very similar to a lot of other Cuban wrappers. Does it? Yeah. It's very pretty. It's gold. It's cold, right? It's very regal. I'm going to open up the garage so yes. we can smoke in this bitch. <laughs> You're literally opening a garage. <laughs> oh. And nothing says podcasts like, and by the way, you might hear strangers on the street. That's fine. That's yeah. just us podcasting. Hi, neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to be the moil. Okay. And I'm going to cut the foot of your cigar. Okay. You don't cut the head. The head comes already cut. The head comes cut. This is the head. Yeah. By the label end. The, by the label end. And then, what, and then what a lot of, when you watch a lot of these videos, so this part goes in your mouth. I thought, okay. I would so, cut it backwards. So foot, head. And what a lot of people do is that you do, it's called a cold draw. I never got this, but a cold okay. draw is like you... You breathe in the tobacco, and you're supposed to pull out all these flavors. I personally think it's bullshit, but I think we should try it. So ready? I'm going to inhale it, though? I'm not supposed to inhale it, right? There's Well, it's not on fire, so you're just going to oh, inhale flavor. Okay. Yeah, let's you ready to it. go? All right. <laughs> I thought I saw like something white come out of your mouth, though. <laughs> it just happened. I think you, I think you <laughs> smoked that like you are smoking a blunt. You're not Snoop. Okay. Oh, am I Let's holding see. it wrong? Oh, like this. Like a cigarette. You hold it between the first and the I, second I like to pinch hold it. Yeah. Like this. It's a fat thing. You got to grab it. You it's know? exciting. Okay. All right. I, I'm going <laughs> to toast your cigar, my lady. We are using the Calibre triple torch lighter, and now we light. Okay. Do I just do a, a slow? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Oh, my God. So... So you kind of... Oh, it's happening. Did I get enough fire? I inhaled something for sure. So you want to like take in a little bit and let out. Take in a little bit and let out. Okay, so. keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got it, right? That's hot. <laughs> okay, you got it. So, okay. So they should. They say I just accidentally inhaled it already. You take one. You pull. You you take in the smoke in your mouth. Okay. You hold it. You don't inhale it, 
and you let out and you take a puff, you inhale, like you take the smoke in one to two puffs a minute is what they say. Okay. One. Okay. So let me try that. Now, I love the way that cigars like smell. Wow. He is setting it on fire. Am I, do am I doing it right? Is this good? <laughs> I like the way that they smell when people are smoking them. Right. Like there's something really like comforting about that. If I walk past somebody who's. Yeah. And cigarettes smell like shit. Totally. Mm. All right. Okay. Now you got it. Okay. <laughs> Enough of the lighting of the cigar. <laughs> Oh, it's so hard to not inhale it. Don't inhale, inhale it. it. Don't inhale it. Okay. I'm not going to So now, it. Give it to, now what you can do is you can blow on the head oh. and that kind of like, you know, when like you're starting a campfire, mm -hmm. that makes sure that you have like an even burn. Like... Oh yeah. It's cherry. Right. It's totally cherry. Right. And now you give it one more inhale. Okay. And then you're good. Good. I'm blowing it you're out so, of the garage. <laughs> he's he's he just stole so you, my cigar. He's so now he has two. Now you pulled it. Oh, that's nice. Now take okay. one. So take one big one in, and then go. Oh. <laughs> do I look like a man? You do. So this is interesting because one of the things I love about cigars is what got me into cigars. Okay. Is my brother used to work at the Prime Grill. And for a very short time, I used to work. He hired me. I didn't have a job. I was in college, and I did some hosting for him. Where is this, Prime Grill? Prime Grill used to be, I think it was in, like, Westwood, and then there's one in Studio City. Okay. And we would be – we would do our whole shift, and my brother and I have different moms, and my, our parents got divorced when we were younger. So right. this is, like – we could spend like a lot of time together. It was like some good male bonding stuff. Right. Over a cigar. And he was into cigars and we were done and I haven't had one. And I'm like you, I came mm -hmm. in there as a virgin and we would have a drink after closing and he lit up a, he was really into CAO, CAO Cameron. It was a gold. And I remember I had my first one. <laughs> I just inhaled the smoke. I remember I had my first one. I was like, this is awesome. And I got hooked. And on the first one. On our first one. Because what it what it does is that when you have your cigar or when you're smoking, I feel like, mm -hmm. it just is a it creates this incredible opportunity for conversation okay. and to relax. And I remember I was in my jacuzzi. Like my big thing with cigars is I'm always every night in my jacuzzi having a cigar. Yes. That's like the picture for this podcast. Yes. You. And that's during my <laughs> winter. I call that during my winter series. <laughs> and I was watching and I don't laugh everyone. I was watching Eat, Pray, Love. Oh, wow. So good. Julia Roberts was hysterical in that movie, by the way. <laughs> and we're watching and I'm watching it and she's speaking to these Italians and the Italian goes to her and goes, you Americans, you guys know how to work, but you don't know how to live. Okay. And to me, Probably true. It's very true. And I think, you know, America, side note, interesting, going back to your fact, mm -hmm. Americans work more hours than anyone in the world. Industrial really? world. Yeah. On average for industrial nations. Well, I'm living in the wrong country. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> so I, so my whole thing was, is that 
I need something I can do to kind of go on vacation. Right. Every so day. my this is what I joke around. I call this is like my ten dollar vacation, my two hour <laughs> ten dollar vacation. Is that what these go for? Like each. So they vary. Time? So so cigars vary from. They're all handmade. They're not machine made. The like premium cigars, and they're really looked at like wine, in the sense of like the way that they cure the tobacco. It goes in these barns. The aging process. Like with grapes, you just don't cut it, press it, and put it in a bottle. Right. Like you have they sit in barrels, and as they sit in barrels, the flavors change. It's the same thing with tobacco. So when you cut it, the leaves are green, and you put them in the barns, and then the leaves turn colors of what you're seeing right now. And it's through that fermentation process brings all these different flavors into it. Very cool. So this is the uh, this is the tobacco leaf itself that it's mm-hmm. wrapped in, and then there's actual like. So you have the leaf back on side of it too, right? So you have the wrapper, which right. is the outside, which they say has 80% of the flavor. Okay. Then you have the binder, which is right below the wrapper. And then you have the filler, which is the stuff on the inside. What's the binder made out of? More tobacco? So it's all tobacco and they're just different types of tobacco. So um, so for example, a everyone smokes when they get into smoking. A real common one is a Macanudo. Okay. Right? And the Macanudo uses a Connecticut leaf. It's like white. It's super mild. And then inside, they'll use probably like um, a different type of a binder leaf that's a little stronger. So uh, Connecticut, like you touch it, it could break. Very fragile. And then the filler is just to kind of gives like a little more flavor. So that's like a big thing that's going on. The cigar industry is like right now a big trend is like these huge ring gauge cigars. So you're smoking, it's a six by probably 46, and the 46 is the diameter that you're smoking, right? Oh, okay. So this is a Rebuso. This is a four, four, 4.75 by 50. It's bigger. Right. A little bit fatter. And what they'll say is you don't get that much more flavor by a bigger ring gauge, but a lot of people like it because they feel like they're getting more value for their money. Okay. Does that make sense? Because of the size. Yeah, they're like, like well, it's if it's in. a six by sixty and this is seven dollars, I'm getting way more bang for my buck. Whereas if you smoke a smaller filler, mm-hmm. smaller ring gauge, you're getting more of the wrapper. You're actually getting more intense flavor. Okay. So, just something to think about. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna next time I go to go buy my cigars, take that. To account. Yeah. yeah. Now that I'm an expert and I've toasted my foot, I mean, my toes in my head. I was very impressed, though, with your, uh, what do you call them that you keep them in? Like my incubators? Hum- <laughs> <laughs> my humidors? Your humidors. He has two of them. And they're just like loaded with cigars, like but, all different kinds. But I think it's like all hobbies. Like, and see, humidors itself, it's like it's, it's like done in walnut, these woods. It's like art that's sitting on your, on, it's like a piece of furniture. Definitely. Collectors. Collectors. It's like when you go into some people's homes and they have like a wine fridge or something like that. It's like, it's just another layer to your hobby. You could be like just saying, hey, I want to go into a, a cigar shop, get one. Right. And just call it a day. Or you can be OCD like me and a little <laughs> obsessive compulsive and then you could just buy a shit ton. All of them. All of them. <laughs> do you ever like feel sad when you have to smoke one of them? And you I do. I do. Yeah. I think, and I'm also that same way with wine. So if I'm really into it, I'll buy two bottles because parting with one 
is really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it's like picking your favorite child that yeah. just doesn't feel right. Yeah, just drink both of your children. <laughs> exactly. You'll forget about it. <laughs> so I was doing some research about cigars. I thought like interesting cigar trivia. So cigars okay. like in the 1920s with the aristocrats was seen as like this elitist 1920s thing where men after meals would go down and like – you know, have their cigars where the women are like cleaning the kitchen. This whole thing it was a sense of like male power. Yeah. And there was a great film that I felt like really captured this, which was in the Titanic. You remember Billy Zane? Yes. So well, they would go down there and they would have their c- cigars and scotch after the meal. That was like pretty much encapsulating like the male role during that time and right. the, gen- the female role. And it's so interesting now in 2019 with just the, Thank God, you know, women empowerment, everything with YouTube. There's a woman called the cigar vixen and Mm. she is like probably the most popular woman on YouTube for cigar reviews. And she's a woman doing cigar reviews. Love that. Back in the twenties, women that smoke cigars were either prostitutes considered low class or considered outcasts. Just because it's, it was a man's sport. It was a man's thing. And if you think about it, because the phallic nature of cigars. The, the head. I mean, they look like dicks. <laughs> they do, I mean, yeah, it's a very similar shape. <laughs> They're like tan Ds. Mine's a little small. <laughs> and if you think about it, it's like if you have this macho thing that look like dicks, you have a bunch of guys putting them in their mouth. Yeah. You know, and they're really, and all this homophobia and all this shit, like it's right. kind of ridiculous. But if you think about the big, like Winston Churchill or in all the castles that used to go, like the nobility would have cigars in the library with cognac and scotch right. after the meal. So um, one of the things I thought was really interesting was that um, Freud came out you know he was a huge cigar smoker was he i didn't know that and um he would smoke about 20 cigars a day Jeez, is that insane that's a lot that's a lot of nicotine in your body so one cigar has the the amount of nicotine a pack of cigarettes has yes that's that's crazy to me so it's one whole pack i think our our little fires went out yeah i wasn't tending to my smoke so what freud would say is a cigar is not just a cigar and that was kind of implying that it's more phallic and these other things by nature. Right. So they did like a – some guy in – I think it was Harvard did a whole thing, a uh, study on cigars because in 2003 was like the cigar boom in the United States. And what he was showing in this dissertation of this paper was all these ads of women with different objects. Like they were making them very sexual Right, and then a lot of the cigar industry was kind of mirroring that, but with but in the opposite of like dudes like in power positions with cigars, with cigars, and, and then if they had women in it, it was like they were giving the cigars blowjobs. Yes. So the men course. were holding it, and they look like ballers, and women are holding it, and it looks like they're trying to give it a blowjob. <laughs> not nice. Not nice, guys. No, I mean we're all doing the same thing. It's a boy here. Put a penis in your mouth. <laughs> so we're gonna retoast. Uh-oh, I inhaled that time. Oh, boy. I'm so nervous about this. Okay, I need to – I'll be okay. So I think we should talk about the taboo cigars. Okay. So 
Sorry, guys. We're just retoasting our toast. Yeah. They went out. Didn't notice. I have no idea what that is. I do need to know. So the American Heart Association, I looked this up because I listened to uh, Dennis Prager, who's like a commentator. He's like a big cigar guy. And he was on one of these cigar videos I was watching. And he was talking about every day he comes home, he has one cigar. And if you think of like George Burns, he lived to 100. And ha- yeah, he'd always have one. He ha- literally entire time. And then uh, Marla. And then if you think about um, who else? Um, well, Hemingway would smoke cigars. Churchill smokes a shit ton of cigars. Yeah, he lived into his eighties. So there's a big, I think, discri- a misconception that cigars kill you. So I think in anything in excess is not good mm-hmm. for you. So cigars have been linked to like mouth cancer, all these different cancers. Yeah. But if you smoke one to two a day and you don't inhale it, there is only a 2% increase of mortality. Okay. That's nothing. 2%. That's a very small amount. Do you know what it is if you drink a glass, if you drink two glasses of wine every day? Uh... That you isn't that good for you though? I thought it was good significantly for your heart or higher. Really like, great because I'm two glasses in and I'm smoking a cigar. Yeah, so but that's the whole thing is that people that 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 think like cigars are so bad. If you have one a day, it's a two percent increase in your mortality. Right. Whereas if you drink two drinks every day, I think it's like fifteen percent or seventeen percent. Your liver and whatnot. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. So, um, what's that other? I had heard one other thing. Oh, this is what it was. Because I only had two facts about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not to cut you off. No. Before I forget this. No, cut me off. The saying, close but no cigar. Do you know where it, where it comes from? No, but I want to know as I pour some more garçon in my glass. Yes. Where is it from again? Uruguay. Or, Uruguay. That's such a hard word to say. Uruguay. Uruguay. Lots of consonants. Um, so it came from, close but no cigar was a catchphrase that was caught up from um, carnivals. That used to be a prize. They'd give people mm-hmm. cigars for prizes at carnivals. So when people would miss, you know, whatever the ball they were throwing, yeah. they'd be like, close but no cigar. Hello, this story reminds me of to go off the coattails of that. How about <laughs> when you have a baby and everyone hands out cigars? Yeah. Back in the 30s and the 40s at all the baseball games, people were smoking cigars in the stadiums with babies with babies <laughs> no <laughs> blowing into the baby's face <laughs> i got this from uncle bobby try it you'll love it welcome to the world <laughs> and then there's like the crazy shit with cigars because you know guys really love cigars in the sense of like empowerment like strength if you think of like al capone arnold schwarzenegger right. sly stallone de niro de niro like these dudes are into cigars right for sure. You know who also was into cigars? Who? Bill Clinton was into cigars. Wow. Do you remember the Ken Starr report? Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was so, a child. <laughs> we have no idea how long it's been on for. Yeah. I'm just going to text her. <laughs> <laughs> so during Ken Starr, it came out. That's when they were impeaching Bill Clinton. And that was for lying when he said – that he did not have sex with Monica Lewinsky, that right. he he and he didn't think he was lying, but he got a blowjob from her. And then all this shit when the impeachment hearings came out, they found a dress with his cum on it. 
Oh, I, I know about it. Yeah, I know that she did that. She blew him or whatever. Uh, he probably fucked her too. While he was smoking a cigar. She was so, smoking a cigar? No. So <laughs> has a tie with cigars is that he was this big cigar smoker. And it's in the Ken Starr report that he used to take the cigars and shove them up her pussy. Ah! Swear to God. No. And then gross. hand them out as special treats. No. To world leaders. Jeez. Look that up. Now, I'm all about pussy, ah, but I would – what if she had a yeast infection that day? Oh. <laughs> Do you want cottage cheese on your cigar? Oh, yeah, I don't. you can definitely catch that in your throat. Okay. <laughs> I mean, HPV on your cigar? You don't want that. You can get yeast infection in your throat for sure. I've heard of people who have had that. That is – Not dis- mentioning names. <laughs> that is disgusting. For real. So he would do that and that was like a big thing. Like world leaders were upset. Like you know the guys from like Saudi Arabia were like totally digging that shit. They're oh, like, yeah. Bill, hand me the Monte Cristo number two with special sauce. <laughs> <laughs> what is the sauce? I need to know. Yeah. It's a Monica. Monica. <laughs> oh, make me choke. Sorry. Uh, well, I feel like I had a really good first experience with my I think what you're cigar. not used to, like, see how much smoke I'm getting? I think, like, you're just doing a, because you're afraid of inhaling it. And I'm being careful with, like, what it could do to me. I'm just nervous. <laughs> you don't, you never know. So you know? I'm going to tell you a horror story with someone who had their first experience with cigars. Okay. So I went out with a buddy of mine. We did, like, a steak dinner. Okay. And he really wanted to try cigars. I'm like, let's do it. So we got hammered. At Mastro's. Mm-hmm. Went back to his place. This is when I used to live in Beverly Hills. Went back to his place. And then we went and we I brought cigars for us. He's like, great, let's do it. We had some scotch afterwards. And we're smoking the cigars. Now, I forgot what I brought. My, I, th- I brought him a pretty strong one. But I'm like, we had steak. We're fine, right? Right. His face <laughs> just starts changing horrible colors. Oh. And he got crazy nauseous. Now I now I know what to do with this. When you smoke a really strong cigar, you're basically getting nicotine poisoning. Okay. It's and the too way strong. to and the way to combat that is sugar. Oh. So if you smoke a really strong cigar and you're feeling nauseous or lightheaded or you know just all that's from nicotine basically, you drink some sugar. Just pound some wine. Not wine, like <laughs> a Coke. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Not alcoholic. Yeah. Something like that. And you will like sober Sally right up. Really? He did not do that. And he puked up Mastro's on his patio. Oh, that's nasty. What a waste. What, what? a waste. What a waste. So next time I smoke, I'll bring a pack of ask me uh, if he, sticks. Ask me if he's, uh, ask me. Ask me. Has he smoked cigars again? Has he smoked another cigar since that time? He's totally into him now. Oh, good. But he just like needs his sugar afterwards. <laughs> He's like, give me candy. I need candy. <laughs> so you've trained him well at this point. So I'm a kind of person like I like to savor things. And you see a lot of common thing, common places where people smoke cigars is on a golf course. Okay. I've seen, I've seen you do that in your on, stories. On a walk. <laughs> Um, trying to think of like things where it's like you're not you can't sit and savor it. I don't know. Well, definitely in the jacuzzi is a great place. That's your yeah. Spot. So I like so for me when I smoke cigars when I'm golfing, it's like when I'm done with my round, I walk when I play, and 
a sense of like achievement is like when I'm done. Well, I mean, it's six, it's five and a half miles people. It's not like for wusses. <laughs> I go up there. I have my bar. I go, I go up there and I have my beer at the bar. You have your bar. I have, the, bar. I have the bar. I, uh, Jeremy, I will take uh, the bottom shelf and top shelf in one glass, please. <laughs> Which is a side story. When I was young and, and fucking broke, I remember I go to bars. And I'm like, yes, I would like a Long Island iced tea. Hold the Coke, no ice, all the way to the top. Uh, oh, yeah. That's when you were puking. Right? That's when I was feeling good. <laughs> so, yeah, you go up there and I, it's just, I feel like you want to really savor it and just take it in. And I yeah. see cigars as wine. I'm at that point where I can kind of peel off nuance of flavor. Classifications. It, yeah, all these things. Like you'll hear guys are like caramel notes and toasted and marshmallows and meadows in the stream with unicorns. Wow. Slapping. And I, I can't get any of that shit. I'm just like, <laughs> this tastes really good. And I can taste you, – you're supposed to, as you smoke it, this is what the blenders do, is – Unlike cigarettes, as the cigar burns, you'll get different flavor changes. Really? That's yeah. cool. So I got to smoke mine a little bit further, I guess. I quit mm. early. I bet I'll taste a unicorn. You're, like a, hit, you're like a hitter and a quitter. <laughs> I am. I'm such a baby. I mean, it's my first time, so. <laughs> you're doing great. I just don't want to rush into anything. Do you? <laughs> and then some people don't like to pair wine with cigars. I think it's great. Yeah. So classic combinations of pairings would be cognac, cigars. Single malt whiskey, cigars, Cigar. or sweet drinks, Amar- uh, amaretto, oh, I could sweet, for, sweet vermouth, or um, what's another? Oh, coffee, classic. classic. <laughs> coffee with Bailey's. Coffee! Yummy. That would be like my winter one if I was having a cigar. So guys, our next episode is going to be with Brian from Pravada Cigars, who does... He's a game changer. I'm gonna let him describe his own business. I love this guy. He, he it's it's a club that they mail you rare cigars that he sources from different, I guess, people that he knows that you cannot buy at any other regular cigar shop. I love that, like a care box. Exactly. Oh my god, it's the greatest care box. I love it. And he, this man's like. When he the notes and how he describes things, he's like Hemingway reincarnated. It's incredible. Oh, jeez. And the guy is just a good dude. I wanted advice on this podcast. I don't know him from Adam. I just Instagram sent him a little like private message. Not only did he reach back to me, he called me on his cell. He gave me great feedback. And I still talk to him to this day. He's like just a genuine great guy incredible dresser i will also say that too oh, wow that man can roll pants and flash <laughs> vans like i've never seen before Ooh. he really does and he's got great hat game so he's gonna be on um this was fun yeah i, like I, this I think it went well for my, I, my mind is still blown about the soldiers with the white gloves oh yeah it makes sense though you know Ooh. staining of the and you learned about bill and his special dipping techniques i did yeah you did, did. I left this place smarter today. <laughs> <laughs> my brain hurts right now. I'm going to go dip my brain in the jacuzzi. Oh, should we just also finish why we weren't on for so long real fast? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I had a life or death experience. <laughs> and I think that's because I wasn't smoking cigars. Because I was by the pool, not in the jacuzzi. Right. I was Too cleaning far. my pool with those, you know, those giant long poles. Yes. That you can attach a net to to pull shit the out. Leaves and stuff. Yeah. 
Right. So I attached a scrubby brush because this might be a little long of a story, but if you don't leave your pump on long enough and it gets hot out, you get green shit in your pool. That right. makes me crazy. I was scrubbing it like Mr. Clean. <laughs> All people are sexy. I'm in work in the pool. I go around the edge and it's like a fucking slip and slide that I did not call for. I fell like fucking happened like ninja like seconds. Home alone, like home alone, bad, bad, bad. Oh, I put out my arm. My chest is now flexed up towards the sun like an angel. <laughs> I put my arm out. My beef gets caught on my arm. I then like a like a bouncing rubber ball. All my weight then bounces from my arm to my my love handle and oh. think. And this is why I advocate for love handles. You never know when you're gonna need them. You know what I mean? <laughs> this was and this was the time. And I hit all my beef, 255 uh. pounds, on that love handle. And then I propelled into <laughs> the pool. Oh, I didn't hear that part yet. Oh, oh I was into the pool. Water, splash. water, splash, borderline. Then they can't tell you're crying. Tsuna you're all wet. Tsunami <laughs> warning. You know, villagers were running for the palm trees. The water was up to my bosoms. I get out of the pool. I do a little bit of a Jane Fonda workout to see what's hurting or not hurting. I walked away without a major injury. I yeah. mean, I could have hit my head. I could have been like a buoy in the water dead. It it does like just, I witnessed it and it, not the fall, but the bruising is it's really gnarly. intense. It's gnarly. <laughs> it's, I would have probably wanted to go to the hospital. It looks yeah. really bad, but so you're I, So my mom's a convert. So I'm half Jewish, half, um, I guess not Jewish. And there's a lot of jokes within the Jewish, non-Jewish community. So my non-Jewish side, which is known for being Irish and super tough, I got out of the pool and I, was, and I had to work that day. And I was like, am I alive? Check. Do I hurt? Check. Am I, am I going to miss work? No fucking way. I took three Advil, slapped myself in the ass, and then went to work. Once I went to work, it was like magic. The Jewish side of me came out yarmulke deep and was going crazy. My panic went in full motion. And every good Jew knows about five or ten doctors. And I was calling my friends in like 911 panic. And they're like, okay, talk to me. And I'm like describing like, what are you worried about? What's your fear? I'm like, just basic blood clots, death internal bleeding, losing of limbs, yeah. any of that, were you? Non-stop laughing. Newman, you're a moron. Can you walk? Yes. Fine. I'm going back to surgery. Goodbye. I love you. <laughs> People Keep who actually need my medical right. attention. Keep doing you, babe. You, <laughs> oh, yeah. my Mine friend. Was, I mean, apparently we're both complete idiots and klutzes. Idiots. Because like you fell. <laughs> we, were, we were not living the good life. <laughs> no. We were living the horrible life. How did of you? Injuries. How did you get your boo boo? I um, okay. Well, you know the the pinky toe is very sensitive, and <laughs> I happened to get up at a very fast pace um on a couch that I was not familiar with, and the uh -huh. post the leg of the couch. And you were at work when this happened. Right? I, I was. Yeah, right. I was actually at work. Um, but I got up in a hurry because um they had cats upstairs and they broke something. So I got up, I jetted out to go run after whatever the noise was, and just. I almost vomited. It was so bad when I hit my toe. So you're talking, you're in full sprint. Yeah. 
Like was, you I are was, Usain Bolt. I was hauling ass. Like, and your foot hit this. Oh fuck! <laughs> and it wasn't just like I've broken my pinky toe probably close to a thousand times on like a bed or whatnot, and it sucks for a couple weeks, right. like or, or a couple days. You tape it to the next one, but this was not only breaking that toe; it was the bone that it comes out of in the foot. So my entire foot was like black and blue, and I had to wear a boot. Oh, a little my sexy boot. <laughs> She's for got booties. We have guests coming in. I we know, don't know. Someone's pulling in the driveway. Yeah. Hi. Are you our next guest? <laughs> so, does your foot still hurt? <laughs> um. Yeah, it does. It's actually taped up right now, and um, I'm out of the boot. I'm, I'm happy to say I've graduated from the boot. Have you missed any work because of this? Absolutely not. She's a tough bitch. Why would I do that? Yeah. Gotta work. Did you wear flannels the whole week when you had the boot on? I did. I did, did you go lesbian tough? We are in Pride I Month. I got a tattoo and a motorcycle. <laughs> and I built a canoe on my job <laughs> for shits and giggies. It's organic. <laughs> I hug it. I have granola in there for snacks in case anyone wants some. So, wow, we're back. And that's it. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned. I'm so glad you're okay. Me too. And you as well. Ching, Let's ching. keep living the good life. Cheers.